Welcome, everyone, to the Sickos Committee podcast. This is our podcast for the evening of March 1st. It is March, as our basketball people will say. It is time for the madness. And by the madness, I mean lots of basketball games on ESPN Plus and Flow and something called the NEC Network that I've had to find. NEC Front Row. NEC Front Row, yes. They're streaming online. Those games all look like, you know, we, we've watched a lot of football games that look like they were shot on a handy cam. And I think basketball has us beat out by a long shot because I swear to God, I have seen some basketball broadcasts where <laughs> it looks like the entire score bug is just a shot of the uh, scoreboard in the arena. I have a friend of mine who uh, does camera for Sacred Heart every now and then. Mm-hmm. And they'll message me like, what are these clowns at St. Francis doing? <laughs> good NEC, good inner NEC arguing. I love it. Yeah, not not just in sports, but uh, uh, the broadcasting teams too. Of course. As always, I'm Jordan. I am VP of lots of things right now. With me tonight, we've got Katie. We have Joey. We have no commissioner. Commissioner is currently on assignment. We assume he's bribing the NCAA committee to try to get ULM in the tournament. We're excited for that. And FSU. Let's get FSU. And Florida State. Okay, I I think, I honestly think the ACC should be a zero-bid league this year, and I'm not sure that anyone can convince me otherwise. (laughs) I'm fine with that. I can't stand Duke in there. Like, yeah, I'm good with that. I'm great with that. It's okay. I think think Pitt's currently losing to Notre Dame. Did Pitt end up losing to Notre Dame? I I think it wasn't looking good. Oh, no, Pitt basketball, 81 to 88, lost to a really awful Notre Dame team. I assume Pitt girl is currently just absolutely unhinged on twitter right now good for her i saw some unhingedness yes beautiful katie how are you tonight it's race week guys f1's back i'm great raw seek yes yes raw seek it's raw seek yes i'm so excited i've been yes on cloud nine this week because we're getting f1 content again this is the first race it's on sunday it's in bahrain, it bahrain? it's bahrain okay mm-hmm. Excited. Um, and everyone has hot takes already after testing, so I'm I'm living for all that. I'm loving. What, it. what is your What is your favorite hot take? What have you been What have you found? Everyone's bullish on Aston Martin because they had a really good lap, but there's a lot of people who are saying that it's because Alonso went out and I think just went all out and was like, "Hey, yeah. I'm just going to do a glory lap because I'm an Alonso and I do what I want." Mm-hmm. Um. So, anyways, I enjoy that. Uh, I'm doing F1 fantasy this year, which I'm super excited about. Well, I'm doing um, that too. Okay. Yeah, you, what is I, what is that? What? How do you do that? So you, you pick draft drivers. players. You drivers. You yeah. You pick. I'm doing the one that's on the F1 website, and you pick okay. like five drivers and then two teams for constructors. You get um, like a salary cap. Yeah, okay. you have a salary cap. Yep, yep. Um, what? I'm gonna bring up my team. Oh God. Mm-hmm. Anyways, I have I'm a very I have a similar F1 uh, announcement, which is I am considering hitting the transfer portal. Oh. I am currently a Williams fan, mm-hmm. but Nick Latifi is gone, my beloved. Yes. So uh, I am considering a swap to Aston Martin. Okay. I like that. I like that. Uh, uh, I will say... Oh, go ahead. Here, I was just going to say, here's my fantasy team, which is called I Miss Latifi. Okay. Uh, it's uh, Verstappen, Hamilton, Sunoda, Stroll, and Sargent, and the teams are Aston Martin and Mercedes. Okay, really quick. Um, Stroll won't be in this first race because he's he still injured. Yeah, so you may want to, if you can sub sub out. Mm-hmm. I mentioned this in a group chat with my sister and my other friend Melanie, who also love F one, and they're in the F one league with me. And my sister responded with, 
I would never have Lance Stroll on my team, even if he's 100% healthy. This team is about good vibes, and he is not. <laughs> Ouch. So, yeah, she's very anti-Lance Stroll, which, I mean, sometimes I'm like, it's good for good reason. Uh, my drivers are Charles Leclerc, George Russell, Checo, Nick DeVries, and Zhou Wan Yu. So, yeah, I feel good about that. I, I have a blood feud with Nick DeVries. I can never pick him. Who is who's oh, driving God, instead of... Oh, because yeah. because he, he made Latifi look bad. Oh, I okay. Yeah. I don't think Latifi needed a ton of help with that. Let's be really honest yeah. here. <laughs> he scored as many points. <laughs> uh, it, so you said Stroll's out the first week? Yeah, he got injured on like a biking accident or something. He was training and got injured. So. <laughs> he got he got hit by a car while biking. Oh my god! Oh, it was? Oh, I didn't know yeah. that. Okay, I didn't know that. So who's driving the, for him? Uh, the room. It's not confirmed yet, but it's probably going to be their backup, who is a guy named Felipe Drugovic. Cool. I did see a rumor, and I'm sure it's a rumor, that Sebastian Vettel offered to fill in for him. Of course him. he I did. Am, okay, I am positive it's a rumor, but nothing would bring me more joy than so to have Sebastian on the, the race. The version the of the rumor, that rumor that I saw was that uh, Lawrence called him, I mean, like, hey, do you want to come back for one more race? And he was like, I'm on vacation with my family right now, so maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe. I tried to uh, manufacture consent to get Latifi in that seat on the, on the account the other day. That made sense. Made sense. Oh, anyways, yeah. So it's gonna be a good season. I'm very excited. I'm I'm excited for Formula One to come back to. Uh, Joey, how are you? I'm doing okay. Uh, I I already spoiled my little intro there with my Formula One fantasy team. So I'll just say, uh, oh, I got a new intro because my rabbit is currently freaking the fuck out right now, and I don't know why. Okay. Oh, she needs some hay. I'll give her some hay. There we go. Talk bad about me for like a minute because I gotta go give her some hay. Okay, I will. (laughs) You know, I, I, I kind of want to go to Circuit of the Americas this year. I, I, I went the first race ever mm-hmm. back what mm-hmm. ten years ago when they first. Like, I went to that one. I kind of want to go again because I'm, I'm very much more back into it F1 now than I was back ten years ago, whenever that yeah. was. So I kind of want to go. Um, Jordan, it's really, to, really fun. I mean, you know that. But, yeah. yeah. Well, we always used to joke because where I'm from, I'm from deep South Texas, and so mm-hmm. we always used to joke because the U.S. Grand Prix were always like way, way elsewhere. They weren't near in Texas. And so the closest one to us was actually Mexico City most of the time. Mm-hmm. And so my dad and I had always planned to go to Mexico City, but we never did. And the I, rabbit has been fed. There you go. So maybe, maybe I'll do Circuit of Americas this year. It's it's really fun. I'm glad that that was my first F1 race in the states because I I know Miami and Vegas are spectacle and Coda is a little more serious. So I'm glad that was one of my first races. Yeah, it's 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 very yeah, it's very different from what I can tell. The Vegas. I'm hoping to go to Montreal happen. this year. Yeah. I have, I think I've said this before in the podcast. I've always been to Montreal the weekend before the race. For some reason, it's always when I have bachelor parties in Montreal, like for like three or four years, I have been to the casino when they've been setting up the fucking race. And I just, I'm always there right before it. Well, to start with tonight, guys, we're going to talk about the road to Toledo. I'm going to put some music in here. It's very dramatic. <laughs> Since... Part of this podcast is off season. I'm going to force this on everyone. We are covering the Italian Football League. This is the American Football League in Italy. Not if you, by the way, if you Google Italian Football League, it just comes up with Serie A. Like it just comes up with soccer. So you have to add extra things like, oh, the American Football League in Italy. This has been around for a while. So wait, fact, it's American players playing in Italy? So so not really. It's okay. it's mostly Italian players and other European players. Got it. Okay. But they're playing American football. Okay, got it, got it. And so this has been around for a while. Let me find the actual dates on this. 
I, I just thinking Italian football makes me think of like how we have American football, Canadian football, and Aussie rules football. I just want to think yeah. of what the Italian football code would be. Just lots of lots of this, lots of finger waving, lots of I don't know. I was gonna say baguettes, but that's racist in the wrong direction. <laughs> that's a, a little northeast <laughs> or northwest. So the Italian Football League was founded in 1980, and they've been playing the Italian Bowl, which is the Italian Super Bowl, since 81, when the Ryan, the Milan Rhinos beat the Gallaret Frogs 24 to 8. And they've been doing this every year since. But this year, they're playing the final in Toledo, Ohio, at the Glass Bowl. Oh, and wait. So, it's here? Oh, it's here. That's why we're doing this. The t- they're playing the Italian Bowl final in Toledo, Ohio. In fact, I was going to invite you, but you already told me you're going to be someplace else on January on July 1st. I am shit. So I'm going to try to I go. would I would go. I'm going to go. Oh my gosh. So they're playing oh. yeah, they're playing the championship. They're having a whole bunch of events. My favorite is the Italian inspired restaurant or the Italian style restaurant competition. <laughs> Cuz I don't what? think wants to call anything in Toledo Italian food. I hope it's Sabaro. Fazoli's Olive Garden, like all of our worst Italian just showing up. It's going to be oh, great. Yeah, on the websites, plan your visit, top attractions in Toledo. Hold up, let's see. Toledo Museum of Art, Toledo Zoo and Aquarium. How many diehard fans do you think are flying out from Italy to go to Toledo? And what is that? what does that connection flight look like? Oh, man, that's got, well, even like me trying to, I, I, all the flights I'm looking at basically say, Flying to Detroit, drive, because it's about an hour away from Detroit. That seems like the correct answer. Yeah. The thought of Italians coming to the United States for the first time and going to Toledo instead of, like, (laughs) New York City, L.A., Mm -hmm. Orlando. They're getting the authentic American experience. No, the the jewel. Yeah. The jewel of Ohio. Sorry. The jewel of northern, northwestern Ohio, Toledo. Southern Michigan. Mm Mm-hmm. I've been uh, to Cincinnati. I don't think I've been to Columbus, but I, I can imagine Cincinnati's got to be a little bit more metropolitan than Toledo. So I can't even imagine Toledo. I'm excited here. There's a passport to the taste of Italy. There's <laughs> the mayor's cup, a celebrity golf tournament. It's going to be great. I'm super excited. Do they even golf in Italy? I, I don't know. They're having fireworks. Yeah. I think they, I think they do. Oh God, I, they're going to, they're going to do like a 4th of July fireworks on July 1st. Cause it's the Saturday along happy with Canada thing. day. Good God. We're celebrating it all. We're celebrating Canada day at the Italian bowl in Toledo. <laughs> See, and, people, and people knock fucking multiculturalism. God. <laughs> I will say, I'm going to drop a picture of the discord for you guys. This, the poster they made for this event is so good. Oh, I kind of love that. It's, it's, I don't hate it's that like at a, all. It's like an art deco football, yeah. but wrapped in spaghetti. Yep. You can see the Toledo in Italian colors. This is Jordan. I'm upset that I'm like, not. I'm going to miss this. I'm very upset. Football Americano. So there are some rules about like the number of import players you can have. There's, you know, there, there are limits on like, you can't just have all American players. But yeah, uh, the other interesting thing is... There was a Stephen King book, I believe. Uh, let me see what was it called. It was called "Playing for Pizza." Oh, I think you mentioned this to me before. Or not Stephen King, John Grisham. My bad. It's a Grisham yeah. book. I was gonna say Stephen King sounded <laughs> off. I was. Like... 
but I remembered you mentioning playing for pizza to me, and I was like, that 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 was ringing a bell. Yeah, and it's about the Parma Panthers. It was released in two thousand seven, and it's about an actual like Italian bowl t- Italian team. I want to think okay. of a Stephen King football book now. I really think Stephen King has a couple of like weird non like non horror books. I kind of feel like we need to figure out an American player, <clears throat> a quasi superstar, to go over and play in the Italian league because I feel like this could become very big. I feel like this Rodrigo? could become like way bigger. Uh, yeah, yeah, that, I'm fine with that. I was thinking Johnny Manziel or Rob Gronkowski because they're like tertiary. Well, Rob's not going to do it, but. I would love Johnny Manziel in Italy. So, so the thing yeah. about Manziel, though, Johnny is Manziel like, Manziel, in Italy would be great. Manziel couldn't even do F, like fan-controlled football. Like, he would, like, randomly show up for his team games or sometimes not do it at all. I'm not sure he can be trusted in Italy. He doesn't have what we call yeah. impulse control. That's why we want it. Jordan, I want this for entertainment's sake, not for, like, Yeah, I was gonna say, I don't want well. Johnny Manziel playing in the Italian Football League. I just want a reality show of Johnny Manziel in Italy. That is true. Yeah. Basically pretending the, to play football. The uh the what's the uh the 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 Stanley Tucci show but with Johnny Manziel instead. Yes. Yes. Searching so, for Italy, I think it's So I I've got some football. teams in front of you guys. And we're going to talk about these teams and I want you guys we're going to we're going to work off vibes here. So we have first the Firenze Guelfi, mm-hmm. the Parma Panthers, the Bologna, Bologna I'm going to say Bologna, Stainless Steel Warriors. There's a lot going on with that team. The Lazio There's a Ducks. a lot going on with Jordan's pronunciations. I'm just, this is taking me back to when I was in, yeah. in Italy last year and they corrected me on everything and I was actually trying. So good. Oh yeah, I'm just butchering. So uh, the Verona Mastini. Is that a pasta shape? Uh, I believe Mastini is a kind of dog. I wouldn't have guessed that. It looks like the, I mean, the logo looks like Michigan. Interesting. It's Michigan in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mastini is a Mastiff. Oh, that's just Mastiff. Italian for okay. Mastiff. So then we have the Dolphins of Ancona. Oh. The Vares Scorpions. Mm-hmm. The Milano Rhinos. Mm-hmm. Or the Ligna- Lignano Frogs. Who I believe that is the Raiders logo just with the frogs on top of it. It is. It kind of is. So, I so mean, here, here let's are Let's talk team. about. Yeah. The Raiders do Renze. have the most soccer logo of. Of football teams. They do have the most soccer-ish logo of football teams. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, the Firenze logo is basically the Saints logo, right? The Florida list. Yeah. So so the, the Guelphi, apparently, were a faction in the uh, War of the Guelphs and Ghiblines, which were factions that supported the Pope and the Holy Roman Emperor in the 12th and 13th century. So it's a mm. deep cut. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the Guelphi apparently were supporting the Holy See, the papacy. So if you are a papist or have papist tendencies, I feel like you have to go that direction. Yeah, I was leaning there, but I, I don't want to get into that mess. I'm st- I'm sticking I'm steering clear of that. So the other ones, I have a strong the duck. Can we talk about the duck real fast? Yeah, that's an yeah. angry fucking duck. It's a strong it duck. Like I it's hard to make duck. a blue duck that threatening, but they pull it off. The duck is just so fucking angry all the time. Now, the it's, problem with yeah. Lazio, the soccer team Lazio has lots of, like, fascist issues. Like, I believe Mussolini's grandson plays on for Lazio or is a big, like, mm. fan. So I got some issues there. I don't like backing fascism, so I don't the, know if this team is the same way. The all-time greatest shithousery uh, fo- uh, soccer uh, match I ever saw was the 
two legs between Celtic and Lazio. Yeah. Or oh, yeah. <laughs> the, the two sides just took turns beating the hell out of each other and making fun of each other. Yeah. I'm just like, that's soccer right there. Mm-hmm. That's what the Champions League is all about. Lazio versus Celtic. The West Virginia Bologna Stainless Steel Warriors vibe. I like that a lot. Not only is it West Virginia circa 2001, if they were an expansion team. Yeah. It is, uh, first of all, it's Bologna. Mm-hmm. That's fun. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then their team name is the Stainless Steel Warriors, which is also a lot of fun. There's a lot of fun packed into that one team that it almost cancels itself out. <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 tough to really dig in on that one. I, there's just there's so much to choose from here. I think personally, I'm gonna go with the dolphins for two reasons. One, because that cute little dolphin. Let me zoom in a little bit here. He's holding a cute little football on his snout, and I love it. And two, I'm pretty sure that's the Dartmouth D just caught, just like transposed <laughs> over. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna I I'm gonna go for Ancona. I think I'm gonna be a Dolphins fan this year. If Ancona makes it to the Italian Bowl, you can just wear your Dartmouth hat. I'm going to. I'm absolutely going to. <laughs> or I'm going to anyways and just claim that I was, I've, I've always been an Ancona fan. <laughs> Joey, where's your vibes, Joey? I've always been a fan of team names that are absolutely inscrutable if you're not from the region. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to take Forenzi here, even though I have no idea what that team name means, just because yeah. I'm a big fan of team names that need lore expl- explanations. I like it. Katie, what are you feeling? I mean, those are my two leanings, the Dolphins and Florence, because I've been to Florence and Florence is Florence. Good. Jump, um, on one of, jump on one of the team bandwagons. But I can't do Florence now after knowing the, the, the Pope stuff. I, yeah, I'm, 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 not, I'm not digging into that. Uh, and I want to let you have the Dolphins by yourself. So I feel like I'm going to give the Parma Panthers some love because I feel oh, like good. the Carolina Classic. Panthers need love. Mm-hmm. And I like Parmesan cheese, so I feel like this is yeah, it's it's a match made in heaven. There we go. Well, I I uh, let's let's see because you got the Parma Panthers. Let me see if I can get their roster up real fast. We can talk about some of their good moves. Who's their QB one? That's what we're asking. Each team is like allowed like four Americans, right? Yeah. So so the Parma Panthers. Well, that's just, this is just, always good when they don't have the the latest. Uh, the latest rosters up here. Okay, awesome. Very Italian of them. You'll yeah, get to it. Get to it. I shouldn't be. I shouldn't be too surprised here. I think. I think that's going to be okay. Eh, I'll find it later. Anyways, yes. So we're going to be following the Italian football league at least lightly. I still don't know where I can stream the games. I've been asking. No one's had a good answer for me. So I may be watching this. You know, someone pointing their phone on the, Twitch at their at a TV or something. But the po- the poster you you posted in our uh, show mm-hmm. notes says eleven sports, which I believe used to stream UMass games before Flow Sports got them, and then ESPN Plus got them. So I believe that is where it would be eleven sports. There you go, eleven sports. There we go. Well, we'll see if they we'll see if they have everything. Oh, it looks like it looks like Andrew's on his way yet. Former, again, former home of the UMass Minutemen before they were bought out by Flow Sports. So we're dealing with sub-Flow Sports level of production here, but still. So let's let's talk about what, let's see what 11 Sports currently carries now then. We have things like the Swiss Super League, the Slovak Fortuna League, the Moroccan Women's Championship League, the Northern Irish Premiership. Yeah, oh man, this is just... Did they get confused and thought it was Syria? It, it, they may have. They may have bought this and been like, this is probably just like Syria. Oh, wait a second. Nope, not at all. Okay, so our next thing 
that we need to talk about. Oh, there's Andrew. Hello, friends. Hey, Andrew. Sorry. Okay, so without hearing anything we said before, I need you Great. to pick pick a soccer, a pick a, an Italian football team from these nine. Italian American football yeah, team, Italian American not football a soccer team. team. Oh, uh, my football. my buddy in in my master's program at UCLA played for the Milan team. There we go. Oh my okay. goodness! Got the, the right. Rhinos. There we go. Okay. He was really tall, and he might be our in for like knowing people. There we go. Perfect. We Jordan, he can figure out how you can stream this. Yeah, because yeah, we're gonna have to figure out streaming. This is I think I think eleven sports. The more I look at that website, it looks like eleven has this. It might be on YouTube. It, it might have used to have been on YouTube. It might be. I. I'm always also I'm Andrew. If anybody needs to know, there you go. Hi, Andrew. So our next thing tonight, guys, is that uh, our our good friends and colleagues over at the uh, Shutdown Fullcast have done uh, the SEC and the Big Ten and trying to find permanent rivals for those teams and finding out that when you try to pick three permanent rivals for teams, it gets very difficult very fast. And we figured, well, why not do it with something a little sillier? So. Originally, I was going to do Conference USA, but did you know that Conference USA is playing a round-robin schedule next year? How many teams are in Conference USA now? Nine? Okay, so so let's talk about this. I want you guys to try to name the teams in Conference USA next year. Okay. Oh, no. This is going to make me look uh, real I, silly. I'm gonna, yeah, it's going to be bad. Okay, uh, let's, let's, let's go here. Conference USA, right. I'm going to tell you they're going to have one, two, three, four, five, six. They have 10 teams next year. Where, where are we starting? Give me 10 teams. All right. Okay, let's. The, we'll, I'm, I, I, I have the order of Katie, Joey, and Andrew. So, Katie, okay, give me yeah. one team in Conference USA next year. UCF's not there. Any, I don't know. I don't even know where to start. Okay. Joey, kick it off. Uh, yeah, New Mexico State. New Mexico State has moved to Conference USA. That's one. Andrew. Sam Houston State. Sam Houston State is moving up. Number two. Katie, you got one? No. Pass. Okay. Joey? I need to phone a friend. Uh, Jacksonville State? Jacksonville State's moving up. That's three. Good job. Good job. You took five? Andrew? University of Texas El Paso. Yep. New, New Mexico State's bringing their friend. Okay. Got it. That's four. I'm gonna help I'm gonna help guide you guys now. There were a pair of teams in like the northern south, we'll call it. Well, those are the two I know too. Okay, what are those uh, two? Western Kentucky. Yep. Uh, can yeah. I take the other one? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Middle Tennessee. Right. Mitsu and Western Kentucky. They couldn't find a way out, so they're chained together in the in the in the in Kusa. If, okay. if I recall correctly, specifically, a Western Kentucky got a conditional acceptance to the MAC if they brought Mitsu with them, and Mitsu said no. Yeah, Mitsu said no. Okay, so we're we're getting there. I believe that's one, two, three, four, five, six. We've gotten got four more. This is where it's going to get rough. Is it? Is this where Jerry Falwell U is going? Yes, it is. Oh, is going Liberty. to Cusa. Okay. Okay. Three more. I'll tell you this. One of them cannot get into the Sun Belt, even though they probably want to be there because they have pissed off too many people. I know a different one than that. Uh, Florida International. FIU is still in CUSA because they can't go anywhere. Yeah, they have literally no money in their athletics. So we have one that's stuck one that's stuck here and one another team that's moving up from FCS. Southern Miss? Jackson. No, Southern Miss is going to uh, – they're in the Sun Belt. Is Jackson State? No. Nope, Jackson State's still going to be F- FCS. Oh, is the one you're talking about, Jordan, Louisiana Tech? Louisiana Tech is chained to the CUSA because they have pissed off too many people in the Sun Belt, and the Louisiana schools are not going to let them in. Oh, never. Never. And we're missing one upstart, one moving up. That's our Kennesaw State Owls, boys and girls. Oh, yeah, I oh, forgot. Who I thought they were going to the Sun Belt. No, they are going to CUSA. Oh, okay. 
So that's that's QSA. Do they still run the triple option? No, they don't. Uh, I don't think so. Actually, you know what? I don't know that for a fact. I think their coach left. So now, really guys, like we have the new American Conference. And what I've done is the order we're going to pick for them in is we're going to pick them in order, the order of which they joined CUSA. <laughs> because all Perfect. of these teams except for two were in CUSA at some point. The only two that were not in CUSA are Navy and Temple. So the teams we have are Charlotte, Memphis, South Florida, Tulane, UAB, East Carolina, Rice, SMU, Tulsa, FAU, North Texas, UTSA, Navy, and Temple. And Jordan, what we're- can you zoom in just a hair? I can, I tried to do it on my browser and it keeps bouncing back out. That's perfect, thank you. So what I'm not gonna... on my big screen tonight, thank you. That's fine. So what we're gonna do is we'll go sort of in a row, we'll go Katie, Joey, Andrew, then me, and we'll go down this list and you get to pick a rival for each school. Three permanent rivals. Okay. And we'll see the great conference matchups we can make. Now I'm gonna tell you right now that there are, so when they put this together, they said that there's 14 teams and each team is going to play eight conference games a year. So what they're actually going to do is they're giving everyone one permanent rival, except for Tulane and Tulsa, who get zero permanent rivals. Rude. <laughs> they, they couldn't even like give the Tulane and Tulsa a token game against each other? Right. There are two teams left, and they're not each other's permanent rivals. Yeah, the TU trophy. Come on. So the permanent rivals are North Texas SMU, UAB Memphis for the Racker Ribs trophy, which, okay, we're good there. Rice UTSA, Charlotte East Carolina, and FAU South Florida. I'm sure where South Florida fans thought their actual rival was, not the school on I-4, FAU. Amazing. And Navy Temple also, permanent rivals. So we're going to have to build some history here is what I'm saying, folks. Mm-hmm. Should okay. we should we give each game its own trophy as well when we draft? Let's do the draft first, and then I might ask another set of people on another podcast to give trophies for the game. Okay. Perfect. With no, with no concept of what we did. No concept. So uh, for the teams that joined it the same year, we're just going alphabetically because I didn't want to actually do any much more research than that. Katie, I'm going to need you to get a get a rival for charlotte oh this is easy for me east carolina i like in-state rivalries i'm all about in-state rivalries there we go close fans like yelling at each other i'm i'm great with that okay joey who's memphis gonna play so if i'm memphis i'm thinking yes you want the uab game but Mm. i think you are in a position with the second pick to make uab pick you okay and I think if you're Memphis, you have you're thinking two things. One, you want games where casual audiences are going to turn into turn into the tune into the game, and two, you want kind of a cheap win every year. So that's why we're going Navy. Like it. Hey, there we go. Now, Andrew, South Florida, the Bulls, once ranked number two in this country in football. Don't ask how long ago that was. Give them North Texas. I'm I'm thinking about giving them one of the Texas schools. Honestly, yes. get that Texas, yeah. I think they need to expand their recruiting footprint. Mm-hmm. So let's give them SMU. SMU. There we go. Oh, I like uh, that. I'm going to take Tulane. And as as academic peers, I'm going to give them a school across the bayou, Rice. Perfect. There we go. And now we get UAB, Katie. This is where Trent Dilfer's coaching next year, right? This is where Trent Dilfer's coaching next year. Interesting. I kind of want to give them 
Florida Atlantic. Okay. Uh, I don't know why. That vibe just feels it feels right to me. Oh. Temple is such a bad fit in this conference. Like, what'd you say? So bad. Oh, yeah. Temple oh, yeah. Is, it's nothing but bad fits, guys. It's bad fits all the yeah. way down. That's why this is fun. Mm-hmm. Okay. So East Carolina ended up with Charlotte. Make sure I get this filled in here. Rice ended up with Tulane. Tulane. SMU got South Florida. And actually, oh. so actually, let's let's back up because if I'm doing this in proper order, make sure I got everything here. Okay. So we are now at We're Rice. East Carolina. Uh, yeah, sorry, East Carolina. Yes. So, Joey, who's East Carolina going to pick for their second? They already got Charlotte. So, you've got the local-ish game set up mm-hmm. here. I think you want us to keep it on the East Coast. And I think that USF is still kind of a helmet matchup. Mm, okay. I like this. So, that's a team you want. If you're like ECU, <clears throat> South Florida, if I was got into Oklahoma six years ago, I'm thinking those are two Big 12 teams. Yeah, yeah, that is true. <laughs> oh God, I, I watched. I love the show Community. It's one of my favorite sitcoms. And I watched the episode where they did the different timelines where they throw the dice in the air tonight. And this feels like the timeline where the where the Big Twelve expanded a decade ago. Yeah, and the ECU and South Florida are absolutely getting the call. Okay, we've got Rice. All right, yes, Rice. Let's go to Grish. Oh, it's my turn. Yeah. I think Rice wants to be with some Northeastern peers, you know, close to Penn. So let's give him Temple. There we go. Yeah. Mm, I like that. That feels very, yeah. That feels like, why doesn't that already exist? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That should be a rivalry already. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna, I gotta look real fast at how, how many times Rice and Temple have played. Probably zero. I just, I just Googled Rice-Temple football rivalry. <laughs> Winspedia, baby. Yeah, there we go. No previous <laughs> matchups. We are breaking ground. Okay. It's still made every day. Hey. I'm going to take, I got SMU then. So SMU already has South Florida, which I like that. But I think that we then need to go maybe further south. And I'm thinking that SMU, well, no, hold up. Hold up. SMU is a small private school. We need to get them with Scratch. They need their local rival. They get North Texas. Mm -hmm. They need North Texas. That's what that is. Okay. Tulsa, smallest school in FBS. Katie, where are you putting them? I mean, I feel like anything that's Oklahoma and Texas type rivalry Mm -hmm. feels right. So I feel like it'd be disingenuous for me to not give them North Texas. I think I want to give them North Texas. There we go. So, okay. Get there. Got there. Oh, wait, hold on. Mm-hmm. We have UTSA. They've not been given anyone. We're giving them UTSA. Okay. okay. Yeah, sorry. They need nice. some love. Hey, so, Joey, Florida Atlantic. They already have UAB. Number so two I have them. never been to the uh, West Coast or Gulf Coast of Florida. Um, and Boca Raton, from what I understand, is they call themselves Florida Atlantic, but it's kind. it's not exactly a beach community, from what I understand. No, Boca's a little further in. Yeah, I think so. So but it's it is on the east coast of Florida. It's not on the west coast. Okay. Well, Florida Atlantic. I I I should have guessed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I get Boca. I get Boca and Pensacola mixed up in their locations a lot. That is a hundred percent where I was going with yeah. that. <laughs> so, um, but I have been to Florida a couple times, and from what I can tell, the one thing Floridians crave more than anything is air conditioning. So give me UTSA. Okay. There we go. Indoor air conditioning. I love to see it. So we're at North Texas. We're in, yeah, we're at 
Nope. Uh, no, we're at Navy. Yes? No, we're, no, no, we're, we're oh in North Texas. Oh, my God. This is going to be great. Thrilling, guys. Okay, North yeah. Texas. And I believe that is Andrew. Okay, so they're already with SMU as an in-state rival. So let's give them another one and go UTSA. Right. I know UTSA. There you go. Mm -hmm. Lots okay. of bad love there, too. UTSA's dance card, however, it has now become full. UTSA's dance card is full without picking a single team themselves. Yep. Should have joined Conference USA earlier if they wanted the dance card. Should have started, fo <laughs> started football earlier, actually, because I think they started football in 2013. Yes, they did. Oh, there really? Yeah. Oh, that's funny. So now we are. Now I am at Navy. We've given Navy Memphis, but I'm going to give them their other natural Northeast rivals. They have something local. They get Temple. So now Temple needs another rival. Katie? Temple has Rice and Navy. Temple's in Philly, right? Temple's in Philly, yes. Um, I'd like to give them, you know, oh, I'm thinking. Do I want to put them like against a Carolina school? Or do I want to put them against a Florida school? Because I want to bring them to the South. I want to bring the Philly people to the South. You can send them to and Tulane. I, Tulane and Temple. I kind of, yeah. You know what? That's a good call, Jordan. I like that. Yep, let's put them at, at Tulane. Yep. I like the thought of them in New Orleans. That's that's a real strong energy there. I like that. Philly in New Orleans is a real strong Go energy. Birds like. in New Orleans is yes, yes. I so like that. so Temple's dance card is full as well. They have Rice, Navy, and Tulane. See this American? We got it right here. This is working. <laughs> uh, okay, Joey, we're on to Charlotte. Charlotte needs rival number two. Well, the number you have in front of me because it's the year they joined CUSA is 1995, and if mm -hmm. I'm thinking 90s Charlotte. I'm thinking the Charlotte Hornets, and I'm thinking their natural rival would be the Memphis Grizzlies. Rest in peace, Vancouver Grizzlies, taken un unceremoniously and unforgivably. So let's go Charlotte Memphis. Like it. And also, you could trick some people. You could trick some scalpers into buying Memphis Charlotte tickets, thinking it's an NBA game. <laughs> Perfect. God, that that oh, that's so nice. Yes, wonderful. Okay, Andrew, Memphis has Navy and Charlotte already locked up. Well, the Racker Ribs is already a trophy, so we got to give them UAB. Give them UAB. Right? Good choice. That, yep. There we go. Okay. A I, delicious trophy. I get South Florida. Now we have South Florida. We've given them SMU and East Carolina, their natural rivals. So then I'm thinking, okay, USF. They are the Bulls. They have a long history of being sort of right there but not quite being able to make it over the edge. And then lately having some real rough years to go along with it. And I feel like that's pretty indicative of Tulsa football. So <laughs> I'm going to send them to Oklahoma. Mm -hmm. I want Tampa natives walking around Tulsa too. Yeah. Oh, I, I, want, like I want, I want Tulsa native. Well, actually, you know what? I assume there was lots of Tulsa natives in Tampa already. Just, yeah, the retirees are, yes. Yeah, I, I assume so. And hey, you know what? What What is Tampa's natural enemy but a golden hurricane? It's true. It's you true. don't want a hurricane. Yeah, yeah. It's a good point. The natural enemy. Okay. That locks up South Florida's dance card as well. So we're at Tulane now. Tulane already has Rice and Temple. Katie, who are we going to give them for a third team? I feel like Tulane SMU should already be a rivalry, oh, so I've got to give you know them SMU. That's really good. I um, yeah, yeah. I feel like that's a that's a big one. 
SEC versus SWC matchup there. Mm -hmm. Oh, there we go. You're absolutely right. This is old school. Mm -hmm. Now we have UAB. Also, I use the original date UAB joined Conference USA, not the date that their resurrected corpse joined Conference USA, because I don't count those years that they were down. Joey, we have UAB. They have Florida Atlantic and Memphis already. Who are we going to give them for their third rival? UAB has been through it, you know? Like, they have had a lot of uh, adversity just as a program mm -hmm. over the last 10 years. And listen here, I I would love to do something nice for them here mm -hmm. and just, like, send them to Boca or something and just chill out. Unfortunately, I think that would be bad for them because UAB has done very well under adversity. So I'm going to try and split the split the atom here and do both at once. I'm going to give them a decently easy win and some good money from TV coverage. But also you have to go to Maryland in the winter. Navy. So they're going to play Navy. The UAB now has Florida Atlantic, Memphis Navy, and they are locked up. Navy is locked up. Again, three teams that I thought were going to be in the, well, not Florida Atlantic, but Memphis and Navy. I thought they were going to be in the Big 12 a while ago. <clears throat> okay. Andrew, you have East Carolina. It already has Charlotte Whoa. and South Florida. We're down to the uh, scrape in the bottom no, here. I, I see opportunities here for mm -hmm. new rivals. New blood. Let's give it more. I don't have a reason for this other than the, the directions. North Texas. Counts. That's a reason. Northeast Cup. Can they play this in Boston? On the campus yes. of Northeastern? Perfect. No, make them, play, make them play at Harvard State. It's beautiful. It's way too big. So Rice gets Tulane and Temple. They're not going to get an in-state partner, which I think is really funny. <laughs> perfect. It's perfect. Texas is their in-state partner. If so, they want an in-state partner, they can throw a life raft to LaTeX. There we go. Uh, so I will get them close by, though. And to finish the TTT thing, they are going to yes, get Tulsa. Tulsa. Yes, They're that's what I was Tulsa. pulling for. Yes. So Rice has Tulane Temple and Tulsa. Which... Can we start calling that the real Red River? Red River <laughs> oh, yeah. There we go. Yeah. Rice Tulsa, the real Red River shootout. FAU, it. Katie. Well, actually, I don't think you have a choice. No, it's Charlotte. And it's I like Char that. I feel good about that. <clears throat> well, guys, I think we've solved problems here by making new. I love that you almost just typed Florida State there. I saw that. Yeah, you did. I <laughs> I feel like Florida State Charlotte oh. would be a very competitive rivalry. It would. I'd love it. It'd be great. So, so here's what we've done. I I like most of this, guys. This is not bad considering that this is the. You guys have that drawer in your house with just the stuff in it. This is a conference with a lot of stuff in it. <laughs> yep. And so we have Charlotte, who has East Carolina, Memphis, and Florida Atlantic. Memphis, who has Navy, Charlotte, and UAB. South Florida, who has SMU, East Carolina, Tulsa. Tulane, who has Rice, Temple, SMU. I like that one a lot. Just like looking at that, I like that one a lot. UAB, who has FAU, Memphis, Navy. East Carolina, Charlotte, South Florida, North Texas. Rice with Tulane, Temple, Tulsa, the three T's. SMU with South Florida, North Texas, and Tulane. Tulsa with UTSA, South Florida, Rice. Florida Atlantic, UAB, UTSA, Charlotte, North Texas with SMU, UTSA, East Carolina, UTSA with Tulsa, Florida Atlantic, North Texas, 
Navy with Memphis, Temple, UAB, and Temple with Rice, Navy, and Tulane. Guys, we did it. Yeehaw. All, all those seem pretty beautiful. good. UTSA is the only one where I think it's kind of a grab bag, but everyone else, like, it makes pretty good sense. Mm-hmm. You know, this is, like, like, like everyone who's tried this exercise with any conference, at some point you sort of have to go, well, I guess these teams are rivals now. I'm about to say this the meanest just... thing I, I I could possibly think of, but it's what happened mm-hmm. for the compared to the SEC draft. UTSA was kind of the Vandy here, yeah. Which is funny because it it's not that they don't aren't a great team. It's just that they don't have a ton of history. So you're going to go in like I don't know. Same thing with North Texas. I mean, what the, the their one descriptor is they're in North Texas, so I guess they get SMU. This American conference is just so weird. I, I don't know what they're going to end up doing with this thing. I don't know how stable this thing is going to be or how long it's it, going to last. I am so happy it's called the American Conference, though, because, like, what do all these schools have in common? Just they're that's, American. Well, why were they all in Conference USA? Same thing. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. they were all American. Because Conference USA is another generic ass, you know, this is not the mid-Atlantic. This is not the whatever. This is just whatever it is. Kamish and a bunch of other people have been doing this great thing where they've been looking at the history of conferences that are no longer with us. The first week, Kamish looked up the border conference, which is like New Mexico State and some West Texas schools. Uh, this week, our, our our man Blue did the Yankee conference. No. Okay, Yankee. Yeah, so Blue, if it's not out yet, it will be out soon. He did the Yankee conference. Kamish is currently working on the, the other conference he did. he's working on. It was the Skyline Conference, which I'm very excited to talk about later on. But in all of this, we found something called the Green Mountain Conference. You guys had to guess just by name. Where do you think the Green Mountain Conference is? Somewhere on the East Coast in the Appalachian Mountains. Close, further north. I think that's still I'm, technically the Appalachians, yeah. Vermont's the Green Mountain State, right? It is. So it's a Vermont, it's a Vermont <laughs> conference that only existed for like... I think we figured 30 or 40 years, but it was an informal agreement. It's sort of like the, the big five in Philly, big four, big five, uh, yeah. big five, yeah. big five. And so it was, I want you guys to think about football team, college football teams in Vermont. Well, there's Vermont. Yeah. They don't play. They haven't played football since I think 73, which is the cat. <laughs> no, which one's the catamounts? Is that, that's, the, catamounts. that's, that's a UVM, the catamounts. Okay. Yep. But they have a basketball team. Yes, they do. They still have a, and, and, and a very good hockey okay. team. Very good hockey team. Okay. So then, That's who the are the other four schools? Who are the other three schools involved in this? What was the D three school with the maple with the maple bucket trophy? So those are the two. Those are the two other schools. That's Norwich and Middlebury. They're D three now. And then there's one more that I'd actually never heard of. It still exists. <laughs> did you go to school in New Hampshire? I did. And I've never heard of St. Michael's College in Vermont. Wow. It was started in up. 1904. They still play. They play D2 now. They're, they're the Purple Knights. Uh, they no longer play football. Mm. But so they came up with this thing in the uh, the early 1920s. And I'm going to read a little from a news article. So, so, so our, our followers helped us a ton with this. Shout out to <laughs> at Quirky Quirky Research, who found a bunch of news articles about this thing, including an article in the Rutland Daily Herald in Rutland, Vermont, that in 1950, they want St. Michael's wanted to formalize this thing, wanted to lock it down. 
the reason we came up, this came up was because Vermont was in the uh, Yankee conference at this point, And we found them having a green mountain conference championship, but could not figure out what the hell the green mountain conference was because there was so, literally nothing on it anywhere. Could so be they had would play a, their conference games in the Yankee conference and their out of conference games would be the green mountain conference games. Yes. They'd play the three other schools and all three of them would like, would do those, would have those games. The purpose, so uh, athletic representatives met on March 1st in 1927. The purpose of this conference is to bring about cooperation among Vermont colleges, which has hit, hitherto been lacking. The problems of each school would be met by a whole board in their annual meetings, relieving the individual institutions of the burdens. The athletic schedules will be so arranged that it will facilitate the securing of visiting teams from some distances by arranging all to play for the Green Mountain teams in the same trip. The conference will also be a boom to hockey and other embryonic sports. By practically assuring a state meeting with, of the puck chasers without dependence on out-of-state sex tets for their dates. Guys, I we used to write so much better. Why does puck chasers sound like a slur for hockey it players? Does. Why are we using embryonic and what was sex what? Sex tets. Sex tets? I, well, let's just... Got a lot of questions. The embryonic sports. What's that, does that mean like young sports? Can I we guess. Just I, say I, assume, I assume basketball. I assume they're talking oh, about basketball in 27 okay. in Vermont. I assume it's basketball. Yeah, James Naismith just came up with it a week ago. Yeah. Embryonic. I'm going to start using that. I, I, I love the the idea of the Green Mountain Conference, though. And it's something that I like state championships. I think like more of these small states should do. Um, obviously, it's going to be a lot harder. And even if all of the Vermont schools still had football teams, they're, you're not going to get Vermont playing Middlebury anymore. That's just not going to happen. But like... I think Oklahoma could do this. Uh, you're probably not going to get the Sooners on board unless every game is in Oklahoma. But mm -hmm. I still think like that's a really cool idea and something that I think is never going to happen again. But in a state like Vermont, you could do that. Now, what I think this transfers to is I think state, I think um, schools with only one D1 team in their state should claim state championships and hang a banner, Wyoming. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wyoming should claim national ch state championship every single year. Hawaii, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Hang the banner, Hawaii. Are those now, the only two? What, only two well, what will suck is when UMass tries to do this, and then Harvard's knocking on the door. <laughs> I, depending on the year, Harvard's Harvard's feisty. Harvard's real feisty. I did say Harvard other than Boston College, but I think Boston College would let UMass have this one. Yeah, I think so too. There, I mean, there are private. Not school. when Steve Adazio was there, but now, yes. So yeah, the Green Mountain Conference, who knew? Apparently there's also, it was also for things like track meets and just, yeah, it's really bizarre that this kind of thing formed and that we couldn't really find anything about it. So thank you to our followers who helped us research this. We're going to be talking more about later on, but it's, it's really weird that they called it a conference and not like a consortium. That was, like so a, I think that was the problem. Like we had it in our craw that it must've been like a conference and even like early conferences didn't play each other all the time. I mean, there are teams in the SEC that didn't play each other for like 20 years, is, even though they were in the same conference. Is um, the Yankee Conference, was the Yankee Conference football only, maybe? No, it was all sports. Okay. So to say track meets, that would make sense if like they were Green Mountain Conference just for track. Here we go. Okay, so let me see what I got next on my list. We'll skip the NFL Players Association guides thing. I don't know if you guys saw that. Basically, the NFL Players Association gave out team report cards and found out that one, the Jaguars have lots of rats in their uh, in their cafeteria. 
I need some more time to digest because I started digging in. And I was like, there's a lot of material. Here. Yeah, we will. We'll, we need to pull that part a little more because the other one that's really funny is apparently just how bad the, the commanders are. Like Dan Snyder sucks. Mm-hmm. All of his all of his mm-hmm. stuff sucks. And that coming out at the same time as along with him charging was $60,000 to put the logo on his own plane. Oh, it was $4 million. Whatever it was. Yeah, right. Oh, that's right. What it was. And so beautiful. Dan Snyder absolutely just fucking killing it. Uh, Kamish definitely wanted us to shout out the umpire list baseball. Yes, I want to talk about this. This was a Pirates and a who was who was Orioles. an Orioles preseason game, and the umps left at the top of the ninth, middle of the ninth. Well, the game yeah. is over. So the game was over. The Pirates won, so the Pirates shouldn't have had to hit again. But oh, because, because it's preseason, oh. they just wanted to play another half inning just to get some guys more abs. Oh. And the ups were just like, well, we're not getting paid for this, so bye. <laughs> that's kind of great. I loved okay. Yeah, that's 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 both funnier and more wholesome than I thought. Yeah. Because yeah. the way they made it sound was just like the refs, like the umps forgot that they had another inning and they just fucked off. Okay, okay, I like this a lot. So, can I say I've Prince done this well before? As as a hockey referee, I have done this exact thing where we were pl- we were uh Refing, it was like an end of season tournament game for like house leaguers, and the game ended, and the uh, the coaches come over to me and, and were like, "Well, we want to play overtime," and I was like, "But you won five nothing, yeah, but it's the last game of the season, so we want these guys to get some more playing time." And I was like, "Sure, I'm gonna <laughs> go get undressed, but y'all have fun now. <laughs> Good luck, have fun." So yeah. does the does the catcher just calls ball and strikes then? Yeah, he, he was doing that. He was literally like he would catch the ball and then he would go, try it. And the funniest <laughs> thing was he would frame the pitch as if the umpire was still there to like try and fool the umpire. And then he'd, oh, so he'd still pull that. his glove down or like, yeah. yeah, that's funny. Gotta work on that. Beautiful. Uh, if you don't follow, that. if you, if you don't follow our baseball account at Sickos of Summer, that's, is it Sickos of Summer? Is that what it is? Yeah. Yes. That's just getting started. It's going to be great. Baseball has way too many games for any of us to pay attention to. So baseball people are very weird. They're like college basketball people on steroids because they have 160 whatever games. Dear God. And that's not even mentioning college baseball sickos. That's more compact at least. MLB compact, is just this sprawling. There's just... 50 games going on at once. Well, speaking of 50 games going on at once. Well, first off, sorry. Uh, what is What is the woman's name in Slovakia? Nella Lepusanova. Hey, give, 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 say her stats because they're brilliant. Okay, Let me bring them up because I don't want to get them even a little bit wrong because I don't want to undersell her or yeah. oversell her. Do she not undersell her. That. So Nella Lepusanova, I will say she first came on everyone's radar at the uh, women's U18 a bit ago. Okay. As a 14-year-old, was she's the first woman in international play to ever hit the Michigan Deke. Which, if you don't know what that is, it's it's called that because the first guy to ever do that was a Michigan player. Okay. Which, where you pick the puck up on your stick from behind the net and just lacrosse it into the net from behind the net. Jesus Christ. Insane. So she's the first woman to ever do that. That was at a U18 tournament, and she was 14 years old. She is now 15. She is playing on two different teams at once right now. Uh, one is the uh, – I'll, I'll get the uh, – both these are impressive in different ways. The one that went viral was she's playing in the uh, women's pro league there. Okay. It's Slovakia women's hockey. So pro is in quotations, but the top women's league in Slovakia. Mm-hmm. She has played eight games. She has 28 goals 
21 assists for 49 points in eight games. What the? F- As a 15 year old, her 15th birthday was just last week, or not even last week, a couple days ago. So most of that was as a 14-year-old in a adult league. 49 points in eight games. Holy shit. That's good. That's incredible. So there's another wrinkle here that wasn't in the uh, initial viral post, which is uh, she also plays in the U16 men's league there. She she has played 13 games in that league Mm -hmm. for 18 goals, 25 assists, and 43 points. Jesus Christ. How a lot of people have tried to, like, lessen this is, oh, well, in Slovakia, U16, that, that's nothing. Last year in the in the 2021 NHL entry draft, the Montreal Canadiens, with the first overall pick, selected a guy named Juraj Slavkovsky. As a 16-year-old, he played in – or, sorry, as a 15-year-old, so same age as Nella, played in that exact same league. In 23 games, he had 54 points. Nella has 43 in 13. Good <laughs> God. And that was the first overall pick in the NHL entry draft. Yeah, Slovak hockey is no joke. Not at all. And she's got, again, in their top U16 men's league, 43 points in 13 games. That's so crazy. She is crazy. on fire. She is uh, 5'7", 146 pounds. Uh, 15 years old, so still some growing to do. This could be... She could play men's pro, like, soon. Like, this is not out of the question. Yeah, that's... Oh, my God. Especially, like, like spending a couple of years in EuroLeague, especially, like, oh, my God. Thank you for finding that, because that's... Like, I'm not a big hockey person, but those numbers are just insane. Mm-hmm. And as is tradition this time of year, we close our podcast with basketball. Andrew, tell us about the basketball. I'm, gonna dunk it. I'm, I'm checking the scores right now. There we go. Uh, so Monday, uh, Bellerman won on a step back shot that bounced off the, the side of the rim, went like two feet in the air, and then went in. It was beautiful. So, it was so good. It was really yeah. They called that and, the Hawaii uh, Queens. Queens also won. Is it, they, is it uh, Bellerman or Bellarmine? I, I don't, I'm not positive, but I think it's Bellarmine. Okay. I pronounce a lot of things wrong. So this is not, <laughs> no one's surprised by this. I was about to make a comment and I was like, it's whatever the opposite of what It's whatever I say. Yeah, whatever I say. It's the exact opposite of that. <laughs> it's not what Jordan said. It's never what I'm saying. Um, the other two upsets on, on Monday, Nevada, who's likely going to make the tournament as an at-large, lost by nine to Wyoming, who was eight and 20. It was awful. They're really bad, and they had like people leave the team. So, <laughs> yeah, they lost by nine, and then Eastern Washington lost again. Oh, they did! So I didn't see that. About them, and uh, Montana State beat them. So now I, I, I'm checking the the standings of the conference. Did that knock them down? No, they're okay. sixteen and two, and Montana State is fifteen and three. Okay, so they're still the- getting a little tenuous for uh, Eastern Washington. Maybe if they had a. Uh, red court they would be doing better okay i'm just saying without the red court they're not doing anything and then um iowa apparently has harnessed the uh the passion and anger of uh fran mccaffrey's stare because they went into indiana and scored 90 points so yeah that that happened hey what happened what what did what did uconn do tonight to poor 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 it wasn't xavier who was it 
It was DePaul. DePaul. Uh, well, Creighton won by by forty against Georgetown. Okay. So. Well, Georgetown, Georgetown. Georgetown's doing their yeah. thing. Yeah, but DePaul uh, DePaul lost uh, eighty eight to fifty nine. So uh, at that at some point that game was like thirty to two. Oh, yeah, it was fifty one nineteen in the first. Okay, yeah, the that's. I assume UConn took the break, like took the took the gas off at some point. Yes. What else do we have here? Let's see. This is me perusing the stats. Uh, Chicago State did not win their their game at Gonzaga. I'm sure that that's what? very surprising. I, I saw that and I was kind of heartbroken. Uh, oh my god! I I'm gonna have to tell my partner that we're not paying rent this month. Oh my god! They did have a guy go for 22. So shout out uh, in in the in the chat, guys. I dropped the A Sun bracket as it stands right now. The ASM bracket was the one we made fun of for having the weird first round, 9-10 versus in the 7-8. And then they were going to reseed for the fi- semifinals. But guess what, guys? Didn't have to reseed. No, they did not. <laughs> the ones that reseed. went through anyways went through anyways. All that reseed was not necessary. Yep. Uh, Are we allowed to talk about Florida State upsetting Miami? Absolutely. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah no, we go talked, for it. The, we mentioned the buzzer beater, but we didn't talk about the whole comeback. I have emotionally divested out of Florida State football, or excuse me, um, well, that too. Yeah, Yeah. that That I got emotionally invested again this year. Uh, Emotionally divested out of uh, our basketball team this year because it's just not been great. My parents have watched way more than I have, and my mom actually called me on Saturday because I was doing yoga with some friends with alpacas. We were doing alpaca yoga. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, I'm out. Time out. Yep. <laughs> were you, were the alpacas just in the room? Did I hear that correctly? Yeah, yes. we, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have done, I have not done this, but I've seen people do this, or not alpaca yoga. We did goat yoga at Fanshawe College when I was there. It's like that. So we were yeah. at an alpaca farm doing yoga and there were baby alpacas because they're very curious. And so they come, up, yeah, they come up and sniff you. Um, I'll show some pictures. Hold on. Um, I got my episode really tile now. Thank you. You have what? I got an episode title now. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Florida State Alpaca, Alpaca Yoga. yoga? Uh, that one's not the cutest one. Hold on. Let me find like, the really cute guy. Hold on. Um, anyways, I was doing Alpaca Yoga, got in my car, was leaving, and my mom was like, you need to turn on Florida State Miami. We've made a comeback. And anyways, yeah. So my parents, my parents are very, so they've, um, my dad retired this year. Mm-hmm. And so they've been big into like, you guys, they've become sickos and we'll watch any college sport like baseball softball i've gotten them i think they're actually gonna go to a few like i'm gonna get them to go to some florida state softball games like down here yeah they're um they're very anyway so yeah they watch any basketball game my dad is constantly texting us score updates it's great it's really great that's Um, really nice there's some more alpaca yoga that's really adorable and i I have it does what it says on the 10 right it's just goats up in your business yeah. Yep. When, this when is we me that, saying I don't have any food in my hands. And <laughs> being like I don't care. When don't we care. did this at Fanshawe College, we li- the poster literally said "Goat Yoga." It is exactly experience. what it sounds like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. They're super cute. Uh, I think I have video somewhere. Let me see. Anyways, it was great. It was really fun. Oh, here we go. This little guy moving around. Oh, hello. Way up in your business. All up in your space. All up in your space. It's so cute. Um, anyways, he, he looks like uh, a friend. Florida State. Yes, he was very friendly. Florida State beat Miami. This game, like my best friend from uh, high school, went to UM, and she lives in Coral Gables now, and was at this game and was texting me beforehand. <laughs> and I was like, "There's Priscilla. There's no way we're like Florida State's going to even be competitive. We're 
we're not good this year. And then, yeah, we won, guys. I was very happy. Yeah. I think it's the first time I've ever retweeted the the Sicko's College Basketball account because I don't <laughs> really follow college basketball very much. I was very excited. Very Katie, I have a question. Yes. Is this going to become a tradition for every time Florida State and Miami play in like football or, ba- or basketball? You're going to have to go to alpaca yoga? Yeah. Has to be. Got to be now. Superstitious. I mean, it might need to be. Yeah, you're right. You're right. God, that's going to be, that's going to be a lot. But yeah, you might be right. I need to do it. Hey, Andrew, what other, what other conference tournaments do we have going on right now? The Big South started today. On the women's side, uh, the Pac-12 and the SEC started today. Uh, UCLA, who was probably going to make the tournament, nearly lost to 8-19 and 19 Arizona State. So hey. they considered losing, but they didn't. <laughs> Arizona State had the ball with five seconds left at the end of the first, fourth quarter and uh, didn't get a shot away. And then they lost by like eight in overtime. So that was a uh, dodgeball there, UCLA. Um, what else is going on? A few other ones have started. A few of the um, mid-major conferences start early as well. Riveting content that I'm checking my phone to see if I missed any. Let's see. The Big South started today. A bunch are starting tomorrow. The Sun Belt had games on Tuesday and took today off. So I guess they gave everybody a free day in Pensacola, which, you know, who wouldn't want that? Get some airbrush t-shirts. Yeah. Go to the Pensacola Ice Flyers game today. I think they were, you know what? I think they were actually supposed to play Vermilion County today. <laughs> oh, God. No, no, they aren't. Well, guess not. The NEC is going on, and I just want to pour one out for our dear beloved LIU Sharks. 3-26 and 26 overall, 1-15 one in, one in 15 the NEC. They lost their first round game against number one Merrimack. Merrimack, who is not eligible for the NCAA tournament, and who's probably going to win this thing. LIU's dead last in Ken Palm. Oh, he was dead last? Okay. Dead last. Hart- they're behind Hartford. So, okay. oh. who's going to D3? So, uh, not great. Uh, Merrimack, by the way, the number one seed in the NEC, also 16 and 16 overall. Yes. NEC is having a down year, guys. I so, think, what is I, the, I think they're the worst. What, what is the rule on the auto bid if Merrimack wins this thing? Does it go to second place or does it go to a regular season? So in the ASUN last year, it went to the regular season because Jacksonville mm-hmm. State got the bid when Bellarmine, mine, Bellarmine came in first. <laughs> Bellarmine. Bellarmine came in the first. The problem here is the Marinette won the regular season. So. Oh, crap. Well. The one seed. Oh, that's right. And well, we'll figure it out then, I guess. <laughs> Learning on the fly. Sacred Heart Pioneers, come on down. There we go. Love my pioneers. We also had some Ohio Valley Conference today play today uh simo uh, southeast missouri state beat lindenwood in the first round that's, of that a, that's a revenge uh game that's right lindenwood just went d1 recently too right yeah, yeah. i don't think they're oh. eligible either oh gosh i thought the other game ended 42 33 but that's a live score oh, God. <laughs> my heart's going to beat so yeah, our, but yeah. It, it looks like our first our first finals are going to be on the fourth which is saturday that's when we'll get our mm-hmm. first ticket punched for March Madness. That will be the Ohio Valley Conference who gives us that. And then from um, there on, we'll go. I do have a quick question. Mm-hmm. And I think you guys retweeted this. And we can cut this if you if this has already been covered. Um, y'all saw the Matt Jones tweet that said, if, if Kentucky wins tonight, cats are locked into the three seed in the sex tournament. Yeah, I saw the sex tournament. Okay. Yes. Just wanted to make sure. 
that type brought of me a lot of joy. This happens weirdly often to not be because ch- I believe a couple years ago when Auburn won the basketball tournament, this happened on like yep. local news, right? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. On news, that's yes. amazing. I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it is about this one, but yes, always. Yeah, so good. Always. So good. Okay, folks. I think that's all we got for tonight. We will see you on the other side on Sunday. Hope you enjoy March Madness. If that is your religion, if you are basketball agnostic, do not. Hmm? Specifically Arch Madness. Arch Madness. Yes. That would be the, which league is that? Missouri Valley. Missouri Valley. Yes. Oh, I thought you were referring to how many more times Arch Manning might lose his ID on campus. (laughs) And cut right there. There we go. (laughs) 